probably piece together if we're playing Metallica right now. It's time to talk to Kyle Vandenbosch. I love it when we have Kyle on. Yeah, because you get to hear Metallica. Exactly. (laughs) All right, uh, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right now is former NFL defensive end Kyle Vandenbosch. Kyle, thank you for the time. How was your Super Bowl weekend? Great. Great. It was an awesome game. It was was impressive. I, I loved... I got the uh, extra time and overtime, and um, it was it was it was a good way to cap off a fun NFL season for sure. So the physicality level, did you like it, Kyle? Did you think it was a very physical game? What was your favorite point of the game, if you had one? Yeah, there's a few, uh, but yeah, definitely the physicality. Um, it was um, there, there was a lot of hard hitting um, and. You know, I think for a lot of the casual viewers, it was a little boring, especially in the first part of the game. Um, but I loved um, the strategy. I loved, um, you know, again, you know, I know there's a lot of takeaways from this game um, and in Patrick Mahomes and, and yeah. the way he is in, in the clutch situations in game is definitely probably the biggest takeaway. But, um, you know, the things that Andy Reid did, his play call, his play sequencing, particularly late in the game, um, and again, Steve Spagnuolo, um, you know, I was, I was so impressed with his game plan and the ability of, of his, um, uh, defense to execute it against Baltimore. And I think it was, uh, more of the same in this Super Bowl with what he did. Yeah. We're talking to Kyle Vandenbosch, Kyle, you know, the, the combination of Mahomes and Reed, when you, when you blitz Mahomes, he knows right where to throw the ball pretty much every time when they need a play to win the Super Bowl or to win a game at the end. We saw it last year. We see it again last night. Andy Reed has that play ready to go. There's really very little doubt. How, how are you supposed to beat this team? Because San Francisco didn't play poorly yesterday. No, that's right. Um, You know, one of the biggest takeaways for me Look, coming into this game, um, I had picked the Niners. Again, on paper, the Niners are so tough. You know, they're top three, top five at several key positions um, on offense and the defensive side of the ball. Um, but you, you look at what the Chiefs did to them. Um, you know, in, in these big games, your special players need to be special. They can't just be players, right? And, you know, Patrick Mahomes was special. Chris Jones was special. He had two pressures on when, when they tried to go deep. Um, one was to Debo Samuel. Chris Jones was in Brock Purdy's face. He couldn't step into the throw, and he overthrew him. Um, when they tried to hit Juwan Jennings uh, for, for the go-ahead touchdown in overtime, Chris Jones was in his face. Um, you know, he, he had a huge game, and we all know what Patrick Mahomes did. And then, you know, you look at the San Francisco side of the ball with all of their stars and all of their all-pros and all of their pro bowlers on their team. Um, you know, I think Nick Bosa had a really good game, 10 pressures, hitting Patrick Mahomes and pressuring him most of the game. Didn't seem to have a huge effect, but he was getting back there. Outside of him, you know, I think Christian McCaffrey had a good game, but it was a struggle. I mean, he had to earn every single yard that he got, with the exception of the trick play where, um, you know, he had the touchdown. There were not run lanes for him to to go through. He didn't have the explosive plays that you typically expect, the 30, 40-yard runs, the um, big passes, or big receptions out of the backfield. Debo Samuel had three receptions. Brandon Ayuk had three receptions. George Kittle had one catch for four yards. Um, that's what the Kansas City defense did to this group of, of superstars that – are on the San Francisco offense. So I have to ask you this as a former professional athlete, I've been kind of belly aching about this all morning long, but 
Did you happen to see Travis Kelsey, of course, get in Andy Reid's face after he banged into him? Did you see I that? I did, yes. Your, your thoughts on that, Kyle? Honestly, not a big deal. Um, I've The contact, you know, is maybe a little aggressive. Uh, look, he's an ultimate competitor. He wants to win the game. Um, I realize it's a bad look. Um but, um, you know, I've, I've been in that situation before. Um, you know, look, it, you know how you get paid as a defensive lineman? It's about getting sex. And there's games where um, we were up, you know, maybe two, maybe three touchdowns late in the fourth quarter and our defense coordinator or, or the head coach says, hey, time to pull the starters out. And I've gotten my coach's face and yelled at him because that's you work so hard yeah. for that opportunity <laughs> when you know it's going to be a pass. and you, you can tee off and you can go after the quarterback. And so I've had choice words with – coaches on the sideline in the past and it's, it's what happens in a professional locker room um you know there's no uh there's no grudges held there's no hard feelings um everybody's passionate everybody wants to win everybody wants to go out there and make plays and in the end you you know you just kind of walk away and and it's brushed under the rug and and you move on yeah, you know, for me, I'm just going to disagree with you, Kyle, only from, and I do it respectfully, of course, but only because it was just so blatantly in his face and the, the drama that was surrounding. We all know that Travis Kelsey, too, you know what, he wasn't much involved in that first half at all, as a matter of fact, and now all of a sudden it looked like to me he was pouting. It looked like pure yeah. drama that he's going to bang into his coach and start screaming at him like that. A guy like Andy Reid, of, listen, have I gone at it with a position coach? Have I actually gone at it with a head coach face-to-face? Yeah. But I didn't try to show the guy up. And to me, that that looked like Travis Kelsey was trying to show up Andy Reid because he was having such a crud first half. That's just me. So I had a problem yeah. with it. But, hey, if you see it that way, that's fine. I got no problems. Yeah, look, it's, it's a game of emotions. Um, I'd much rather have players um, who live and die and, and play hard with emotion and are passionate than somebody – who goes and sits on the bench and puts a towel over said, I agree. He crossed the line when he made contact with him. Um, it could have been handled betterly or, or more properly, but um, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, I'm, I much more respect that because I've had players on my team that what they do is they go sit on the end of the bench. Don't talk to any teammates. Don't talk to any coaches and completely disengage. And I think that's uh, wow. far worse than, than being passionate about what you believe. Talking to Kyle Vandenbosch, Kyle, for the Niners now, and obviously a team that the Cardinals are going to see twice every year, uh, where, where do you go next if you're the Niners? I saw a story this morning that made me laugh because they were like, all right, it's time for the Niners to blow it up. I mean, the Niners were as close as you can possibly get, but Kyle Shanahan, this is not the first time he's been close and had it slip away. They have a good team, obviously, so you probably just run it back, but there's <laughs> really no way to prepare for the end of next season's Super Bowl overtime right now. Yeah, I mean, look, it, there's so much that happens throughout the course of the season. There's so much that happens throughout the course of a game. I mean, you get a PAT blocked by a fingertip and a long field goal just misses a fingertip. And those two things are the difference in that ball game. Yeah. Um, you know, this this team um, played well enough to be Super Bowl champs. You know, there was a few things that didn't go their way. You know, you get a ball bouncing off of a guy's ankle and, and gift um, a short field to the Chiefs. Um, you know, it's, it's not like they got dominated. It's not like, you know, I believe they did get out coached. I believe again, um, look, look, the, that, that last touchdown of the game with the, what they called the corn dog motion, 
they scored two touchdowns <laughs> in the red zone against the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year with that exact same play. Yep. And when it was crunch time, they dialed up the same play and they're able to execute it again. And to me, that's coaching. It's, you know, you ran the zone read twice where Patrick Mahomes pulled it because Nick Bosa's crashing on the running back. Once it's a 22 yard gain, the second time you dial it back up on fourth and one um, in overtime when you've got to convert in that situation. Um, that's coaching. And, um, you know, and again, it seemed like, you know, there's a lot of mystery coming out about the decision um, for the Niners to take the ball, um, you know, first in the fourth quarter. Well, you know, we're out of Kansas city is they've talked about it before every playoff game. What happens if we reach overtime? Here's what we're going to do. Here's the situation. Here's the rules. And it just felt like in, and reports are there's a number of San Francisco players that had no idea what the overtime rules were in the playoffs. So, um, you know, I, I do think that uh, that's where Kansas City's edge was in this game. Every time Steve Spagnuolo dialed up a blitz, it seemed to work. And Yo. every time the Niners dialed up a blitz, they blitzed five times in the second half. And Patrick Mahomes was five for five on the blitzes. They had quick answers. They anticipated the blitz and they knew what to do if, if he was under heavy pressure, where the quick answers were. And, you know, that's to me, that's the difference in this ballgame. It's not the athletes. It's not the players. It's not their preparation. It was the little things, the little things that you go over throughout the course of a season that may come up once, that may never come up. But when they did come up, it matter. It was the difference in this ballgame. So, Kyle, would you be shocked to know that the 49ers are favored to win the Super Bowl next year? <laughs> I mean, no, it's... no, I wouldn't. I, Again, on paper, they they have so much talent on that team. I'm with you, you. know, yeah. It's 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 just a matter of of putting it together at the right times, and they did. Look, they did all the right things. They they did, you know, they came from behind. Brock Purdy played well enough to be a Super Bowl champion. Um, you know, they got to the biggest stage in in the football universe, and they went out there and and took it to overtime. And the ball bounces their way once or twice. They win that ball game. Um, you know, all hope isn't lost. They return with a ton of talent. Um, they have more playoff experience with some of the younger players. So it doesn't surprise me. Um, but, you know, again, people that keep betting against Patrick Mahomes in, in these clutch situations, uh, you know, you think they'd learn their lesson by now. <laughs> yeah, you Kyle, would. you're the best, Thank man. you, Kyle. Love talking to you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.